Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Do you floss your teeth like you're supposed to? Do you have to lie to your dentist? Almost all of us have lied to the dentist about our flossing habits. I've stopped lying. Yeah. Yeah, I've decided I'm going to stop with the lie. Just going in and saying, say no. I don't. It's like I do with Dr. Downer when he asks me how much I'm drinking. Right. I tell him. And he yeah. looks at me in complete and utter shock and hands me an AA meeting card. We can lie all we want. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I try to. Once a, They know. Mm-hmm. They can see by the time they touch your teeth and they're bleeding instantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to hide that gore scene that they produce. Yeah, and the stuck Oreos and pork rinds right. that are in there. Yeah. Um, a few people said they never lied to their dentist about flossing. So those people uh, either do floss or just tell them, stop judging me. Right. Just get in there and clean them up. Even the ones that do floss. I mean, unless you're flossing every day. Yeah. I know people, I, I, I've had people in my life who literally are, are at it a lot. Right. Like every time they eat something, they go to the bathroom and, and floss. Yeah. Adrian flosses quite often. Does she? It, I don't know if it's every day, but quite often. Whenever she's angry at you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a lot, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, you know what, I just, I grew up in a household that never really pushed it all that. I don't remember my, my mom and dad. Your, your British roots are showing. Oh, for, yeah. <laughs> the roots of my teeth are showing. Literally, when I was a kid, my sister, there was a decision that had to be made, and this would have been the 70s, and my, my parents, because my sister had crooked teeth, and I had crooked bottom teeth, crooked all over, really, and they kind of, they just said, well, look, you're a boy, she's a girl, she's got to be pretty. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> you said, one more. We yeah. couldn't, you couldn't speak. Teeth were so bad. I mean, they've changed a lot, too. Back then, I mean, the braces were so bad. that If you had them back then, you remember, like, they you know, they'd, rip your your li- oh, yeah. they'd rip your lips open. you get canker sores all over the place because of them. They were just brutal. Um, so, yeah, I, I never had them. But then, yeah, I remember my mom always saying, like, on, the, on dentist day, um, you know, make sure you brush really good, like mm-hmm. you know, somehow fake them. But a dental hygienist once did tell me that if you start about a month out from an appointment, if you know you've got an appointment in a month and you start flossing, you can you can kind of get your gums because they do bounce back relatively quickly. You can right. strengthen them up pretty fast. Right. Well, I, I think, you know, if you're brushing day of, that's that's just the embarrassment factor. Right. You're trying to get rid of You're trying to get rid of breakfast and lunch. Yeah. You know, under your teeth. You don't want to, you know, picking parsley and cilantro out day of. You uh, you feel so guilty, too, after they've done all that work and you go have something to eat. Right. You know, yeah. you get home and you're, you've had all that polish done and you, you feel I'm great. I'm a sticky pudding. <laughs> Call them back and say, I got to come back in. I got a problem. Anyhow, yes, you, you are supposed to floss. Although... Uh, I have heard uh, you have one of these things. The electric toothbrush supposedly does good work in helping your your gums. Apparently, that's helped along. Well, and I think more than anything, it just forces you to brush longer. Right. Right. Yeah, I think we all learned in the last couple of years that, you know, we don't wash our hands for 30 seconds. We also don't brush our teeth for two minutes. (laughs) There's very little I do for more than two minutes. (laughs) Outside of sleeping and eating. We Canadians have uh, often been referred to as too gentle and kind and nice. And then a Canadian Jeopardy player stands up <laughs> and says, not all of us. Some of us play to win. All right. And yeah. she certainly is 17 under her belt. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm, that's um, right. So yeah. Matea Roach won last night. It's great again. handle. Uh-huh. And uh, boy, it was, it was tight. It came down to final Jeopardy. Mm. Going in tied. Against someone else, not tied, but she had exactly double. 
what a person had before. Okay, money-wise. Uh, right, yeah, money-wise, right. what the second person had. So uh, basically, it came down to if, if the other person answered it right and doubled up, then she would have to get it right and uh, and have wagered something. So I guess the question is, do you wager something at that point, or you hope the other person gets it wrong and you... You see right. if you go to a tiebreaker. Now, Jeopardy changed the rules in the last uh, few years where they have a tiebreaker uh, of one question. And it's basically you go back to the buzzer and the sudden first death. one to hit it okay. and answer in correctly. It's, it's a sudden death question. Oh, okay. And uh, and so what so what did she do then? To, so this guy doubled. He, so, do, he doubled up. So got, he, and he got it right. Got the answer right and uh, bet, uh, wagered everything. So, you know, equaled what she had. Doubled up and equaled what All she right. had. She really contemplated that answer for a while. Wrote it down at the end. Got it right. And she had bid $1. So she beat him by a buck. Beat him by $1. And does he he loses that money? Obviously, he loses that yeah, money. Oh, yeah. Jeopardy, I think second place gets two grand and third place gets one. You know, that the that one dollar bet cost him like he he's looking at going, Oh, she beat me, but you know, one dollar away from twenty five or twenty seven grand he would have had. Wow. Well, good on her. Seventeen wins. Uh I mean she's probably not gonna get close to Ken Jennings. He's like seventy two consecutive wins yeah, or something. Seventy four or something, yeah. But uh, as a Canadian, this is the most that a Canadian's uh done on Jeopardy. So Yeah, and and you know, generally that show is geared towards Americans because there's a lot of U.S. history, U.S. politics, U.S. states, you know, questions and that you know, we always laugh because when they put any Canadian question on mm. a category, we love it as we watch it and can't, you know, believe that some of the smartest people who can answer biblical, you know, references right. from wherever can't answer, you know, a question about a province in Canada. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Right. Yeah. Well, good on her. I mean, she, uh, from, uh, I understand her backstory is that she's from Halifax and she worked in Ottawa for a while, um, doing tours of Parliament Hill. So, you know, maybe just history and politics has been her thing. Right. And, uh, she lives in Toronto now and, uh, on quite the run. And I guess she's, uh, she's got quite the personality. She's entertaining. She shares a bunch of stories about her life and growing up and, her interest, so good on her. I mean, I haven't watched a second of Jeopardy because it just makes me feel dumb. Yeah. You know? I'm good at, like, match game and the feud. That's about it. Keep it on the low end. That's right. Uh, a lot of eyeballs going to be on basketball tonight, certainly in Toronto, as uh, the Raptors could do something. Now, they, if they win it tonight, they tie the series. Then they go on to Game 7 where they could do something that's never happened in the NBA before. Teams have come back and tied a series, yes. but still not. A one. Uh-huh. So this this is now, it's either the Raptors do something or I guess the Sixers do something. Well, the pressure has shifted. Right. And, and, you know, I remember talking to DJ Smith about this, you know, the Senators coach about, you know, seven game series. And he always said, like, the toughest game to win is that fourth game. It's mm-hmm. tough to close out somebody and, and end their season. But the pressure shifts because... You know, for the Raptors, they weren't expected to come back from right. a 3 nothing down. And no one expects it because it's never been done before. They've got it to 3-2. They've kind of got that sense now, I think, for Raptors fans. They can say, all right, we made a series of it. At least we didn't get blown out or swept. Right. Uh, we've kept it close. We've put in a good showing. A team that hasn't had their full starting roster throughout the series as well. So they've got kind of built-in excuses sure. they could use now. But right away, 
when they got down 3 nothing, all the talk was no team has ever come back from 3-0 down. Right. Now the talk shifts to Philadelphia because no team has ever lost right. when leading 3 nothing in a series. And that's worse. And that would be worse, yeah. right? You don't want that pressure on you. Hello, Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you, know, you don't want to be a team that has on the brink of eliminating someone and then get blown out. And, you know, with the Leafs, I guess this is an interesting point. Um in that they are on the uh, the brink of the uh, the playoffs starting the beginning. I guess Monday is their probably yeah. their first game. Oh yeah, here is a team that is playoff built. These these guys have had a, the best season the Leafs have ever had. Austin Matthews and all his success. They should go far. They should go deep. We've had Leaf teams who have made it into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, but we kind of knew all along they probably don't have the guns to get the whole way. They do have the guns, so if they blow up in the first round, every all the success of this season means nothing. Yeah, well, listen, it comes down to the playoffs, right? Yeah. You you could, you don't count championships as president's trophies, right. which they didn't win. They're, you know, you, you mentioned the phrase, are they playoff built? Right. And that is the real question that they have to answer. Because they've proved now that they're regular season built. Right. right? They can lose games by big numbers. They can win games by n- big numbers. The question is, in the playoffs, when things tighten up, do you win those 2-1 and 3-2 games when all the pressure is on defense? Right, because I guess when your studs start getting um, circled, right? right. They, they don't get the freedom on the ice that they're used to. Everything just gets that. a little tighter, right. tighter checking, and the focus on defense and goaltending. The question marks the Leafs have had over yeah. the last couple of years have been defense and goaltending. We know they can score in bunches. Yeah. Can they do it in the playoffs? So whenever anybody can a lot of... Uh, guys, people will be in playoff pools this weekend getting themselves organized. Uh, and it's, you know, we all take the studs because we think, but they sometimes they're not the, the ones who win you playoff games. It's always that third line, fourth line guy who yeah. steps up that nobody's watching. For the dark horse that comes out and scores a bunch of goals. And you need a team that goes far, right? Yeah. When you're picking a playoff pool, you can't get a team eliminated in the first or first round or else you lose all your players. There's right. a theory of you either stack your team with all guys from one team, right? right? Like Colorado's hot. Right. They look like they're built in the West. Put the whole Colorado team on my roster, right. and you'll gain some points along the way. Mm-hmm. If they get eliminated, you're out. This is a great story. So, you know, uh, forever, there's been people who have been searching for the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Right? Always on the hunt for this thing. Nessie is the uh, nickname for the Loch Ness uh-huh. Monster. Well, <laughs> it turns out that there might not be a Nessie. Uh, rather, what people have been seeing probably forever is a whale's wiener. <laughs> <laughs> it, Pardon? It turns out that some whales mate in pods of three with two males and one female. They are kinky. The second male often stays at the surface and flaps its enormous junk in the air, and from a distance, it kind of looks like a weird sea creature <laughs> poking its head out. <laughs> so he's just sunning his junk. Yeah. Warming up for his for his turn. Yeah. Yeah. And we thought it's uh, some kind of uh, <laughs> creature in the Black Lagoon. See, once again, proven the penis is always the problem. Hey, listen, uh, fellas, uh, ladies. You know, you've spent most of your life breaking your mother's heart. Don't do it again this year. <laughs> mother's Day is only 10 days away. Ooh. So you best giddy up. Right. Get on that. And, you know, I say uh, ladies and uh, gents, but I 
all all children should, you know, pay respect and let their mother know that they love them on Mother's Day. But I, I sometimes sense that if a son didn't step up and do it for a mom, it'd be more hurtful than if her daughter didn't do it. Oh, you think? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, listen, on the Father's Day thing, I... I tend to believe, and my boys have been pretty good at acknowledging it. You know, they'll walk by and just kind of grunt at me. But I, uh, I, uh, I don't think if they totally missed it, I don't think I'd lose any sleep. I don't think I'd be that bothered by it. I say that maybe day of they don't do anything. Then I'm like, oh, my gosh, this does really hurt. But I sense I wouldn't. I, I think I'd be more upset if I knew they missed their mother. Right. Because I, I know I know moms are more sensitive to this stuff, I believe. Right. Yeah, I guess. But I, I'm just wondering, like you said, if, if would moms excuse sons more than they would daughters? You know, would they expect the daughter to remember or be more mindful of occasions like that? No, because maybe they just think, oh, he's a boy, he's dumb. He right. Doesn't. You know, he's, he doesn't he doesn't think about these things. Right. Um I and I don't I think I'd be bothered. But oh, yeah? not not because I, I need that uh, you know sentiment or I, I need that lift up from my kids to say Happy Father's Day. It's more I would be annoyed, I guess is a better word, mm. because I know they're on social media like all day long. So right. they would have seen all of these dramatic posts from some people posting about their parents. I don't need that dramatic post done in my life. But if you've read, hey, it's Father's Day, <laughs> and then walk by me and don't acknowledge that the day exists, I think I would be annoyed. <laughs> well, I know your boys have called me every Father's Day to, <laughs> to wish me well. It's very nice of them. Yeah. I've heard the Forbidden Pleasures ads. <laughs> it makes me wonder. Well, listen, now, what do you do? Because it's tough for you, too. What, what do you do with the hider and the children? Oh, do, you, do you get them? Like, do you, have you ever had, like, uh, all four no of No acknowledgement whatsoever. Nothing, eh? No, wow. I, I think I take my boys, and I certainly remind them that, you know, it's time to put a little bit of effort mm. into something for Mother's Day. I'll take them to get something if that's mm -hmm. what they want, but they should make a card at the something. very least. Yeah, and most moms say that's that's all they want. Really, they they don't. They're you know, it's not. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Like homemade gifts or personalized gifts are top of the list. And then you know things like chocolates and gift cards and flowers and all that stuff that that goes with the day. But yeah, you you write them out. Now there's an age limit there, I think too. Like your boys are still maybe maybe Evans at the end of that rope. Like you can only I think. Pull that like a twenty-five-year-old can't be writing "Love you, Ma" on right. a stickum. Yes, on a you know. <laughs> <laughs> got to You got to I think do a little more than that. So love you, Ma. Next time, less mayo on my lunch. <laughs> Ma, where's the meatloaf? Right. Yeah. Uh, anything really? Just just acknowledge the day. Well, effort is what they really yeah. want to see. Yeah. yeah. You were a lot of effort for them. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit back yeah. on one day. It's funny, too, how we, you know, we would really uh, look at somebody uh, with kind of like uh, disbelief if you found out, no, I, I never acknowledge Mother's Day or Father's Day. Now, you, you could do that because maybe your mother and father were horrible human beings and why would you? Right. But if they raised you and they did the best they could and all those things and you don't even bother acknowledging the day, that seems just horrifically horrible and selfish. Yet, when someone says, ah, I don't give a crap about Valentine's. Right. You know, it's still about love. Yeah. You know, so we, we go out of our way to do the flowers or the thing for Ma. Uh-huh. But the woman who bore us children... <laughs>
<laughs> ah, she knows it. She knows it. Get anniversaries for that. <laughs> this is terrifying. A woman driving her car by herself feels something down by her feet. Oh, no. She looks down. No. It's a snake. No. A big old snake. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be a crash right there. Four to five, maybe six feet long. Six. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have died. The snake and me would have seen our last day. Uh, she drove straight to a police department. Hopefully it was close. I couldn't even keep my foot down by the gas pedal. No, not at all. I just pull over and cry. Just throw it in cruise control. Just <laughs> pee myself. <laughs> Wait till <laughs> I probably open the door and jump. <laughs> uh, the cops helped her out. Um, the snake, I guess, somehow managed to get up under her hood, and then she, uh, and so they pulled it out. Um, while she was driving, it got under her hood, so they were able to pull it out from the engine, and like two cops holding it with two hands. So That's it's a, a big snake. Big snake. Yeah. And it would have to, like, slither up past your foot oh. up into the dash. and No, no way. No, I'm out. Even I'm just thinking about it right now. Yeah, even I would spiders. pull the emergency brake with my hand, <laughs> put on the four ways, yeah. and run. <laughs> if the car catches fire, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, like, a spider or, you know, in the summertime, you get a bee inside the car. Right. Oh, it's I pull over and just dance around. It be it could be a fruit fly, and I'm like you're swatting away. Yeah, you'd rather break the windshield than have it something like that in your car. So distracting. Speaking of distracting, I was reading yesterday that of course cell phones are still a big issue with people being distracted and driving. But you know the second thing is dining and driving. Oh yeah, people. Sh- now listen, I'm so guilty. I mm-hmm. haven't done it in a long time because I don't have that far to drive anymore. But like when I was going to and from Windsor, I'd be eating on the highway. Or certainly there was this great sandwich place. Down on the Queen's Key. And when I'd be heading home every day, I'd scoot down young. I'd cut across Queen's Key and I'd stop. There'd be like 1130 noon or something. I'd stop and I'd grab one of these big sandwiches. And I had, because I was driving my Jeep, then I had this big console in the middle. And I could set it up like a five-star restaurant. <laughs> and candles going. And I could consume this sandwich and a big bottle of Coke and never drop a piece of lettuce. Right. Oh, I had it down pat. Well, and you know it's bad, too, because I'll, you know, if I go into McDonald's, Mm. I'll say, ah, you know what? If I'm eating this on the road, I don't want the Big Mac, right? That's right. That's, that's not a Too an on the road meal, yeah, right. Or I'll, I'll pick a wrap somewhere because I find that's easier. Yeah, you end up laying out that whole little piece of uh, wrapping across your lap, uh-huh. you know, and you, you get you get almost done. You're like, per- this is great, this is perfect. And then you look down and there's a big thing of mustard <laughs> down your down your shirt. It's interesting too because it, sometimes, like, if the burger comes in a wrapper, mm. it's easier than when it comes in the cardboard box. Right, right, right. Yeah, but we should uh, we should stop doing that. Yes. The problem is with new cars, and it, as much as you know, we have to be in control of what we do. We're adults. We have to be able to not be distracted there's too many damn bells and whistles in a car <laughs> to, to, to just, like that's why i've always just driven things with roll down windows and am radio yeah. you know no ac like there's this it's damn just, just don't want to bother yourself there's this this damn button on my steering wheel that uh you hit it to do like uh to call people you can then but this voice pops up, right? Yeah. Who who would you, and it scares the hell out of me. I don't even know I've touched the button. And all of a sudden, this guy's going, "Who would you like to call?" <laughs> Ghostbusters, apparently. <laughs> rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.